0: At the end of the group meeting, I was like, I am so tired, I don't even wanna lead next week. I realized that I was trying to fix people. I was trying to be the one who made the group work, and I thought that was my job as a leader, to make the group work, to make the meeting work, and I had all these to-do lists. The point is to point people to the cross, not to point people to you.
1: Hey, podcast listeners, welcome back to the Small Groups and the Wesleyan Way podcast, where we are all about going beyond programs, beyond best practices, and beyond curriculum to recover and learn from our Wesleyan roots and to explore the foundations for small groups that are organized to beat the devil and that produce disciples of Jesus Christ, who in turn disciple others. My name is Scott Hughes, and I'm the director of Adult Discipleship here at Discipleship Ministries. Well, We're continuing our conversation with uh, Scott Boren, or continuing to look at his book, Beyond Small Groups. We're definitely pressing in on that going beyond programs part of our intro. Um, again, Scott Bourne is the president, consultant slash coach at the Center for Community and Mission, has written several books. I recommend all of them to you as you get the chance. Um, some of them are even, you can find free version of them online. Again, his um, his blog is mscottboren.org that's mscott so we appreciate uh, again Scott's time his passion for small group ministry his passion for the kingdom of God and so uh, I guess without any further ado we're going to continue the conversation with Scott Part of your book that you push and that I'd like you to say more about is practices, the importance of practices. As we record this, we're mm. towards the tail end of Lent uh, for my Lenten practice. I've been reading the imitation of Christ, which has yeah. been kicking my butt uh, <laughs> in a good way. Um, and and you, in your book, you talk you mentioned about how practices should sh- shape our habits and then habits should shape our character. Yeah. Right. And immediately what came to my mind is um, John Wesley's little track, the character of a Methodist. Sure. And we've sort of forgotten that as Methodists, unfortunately, of of (laughs) the aiming for character. So say more about what practices small groups can implement, put focus on to help them uh, breathe spirit into the the bones of the church or the bones of the small group.
0: Exactly. And and actually, Methodists have influenced me on this one, primarily the thinkers that come out of Duke, um, around the practices of the faith uh, and how they shape us. Uh, because, but uh, to pull back, if I want to become an accountant, like I said, I don't decide to become an accountant. I don't go take my CPA exam today.
1: Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. Yeah.
0: I don't say, Oh, I'm going to be an accountant and just make it happen. And that's what, I, I have to go and take accounting 101, accounting <laughs> 102 there's a process and then there's all these other and then there's the mid level accounting which is the weed out you know i remember that like, well and people who wanted to be an accountant is like oh i made it through that class i can i think i can make it um, like systematic
1: theology in seminary right? yeah exactly and, church and, history. So,
0: and, and it's like but it, then you then after you graduate it's kind of like okay now i'm going to be there's a formation process in other words yes. to becoming an accountant and and with anything, any person listening to this, you can look at your vocation and say, I have been formed. Trained and trained. I actually, mentored. You know, I've mentored mentored and I there are things that I do, you know, to practices that and these practices that I choose to do, I choose to do practices that lead to habits, and those habits form our character. Mm. But often what we do is we say, let's just focus on the character hmm. as if we can just decide to be a good person or if we can decide to be a good witnesser, or just right. decide to be a faithful father. i to be a good Christian today. Exactly. And, and, uh, but there, 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 we have to understand the practices that shape our life, yeah. shape our imagination, shape our way of seeing the world, that shape our way, ability to hear God or not hear God, Uh, and follow his leading and so that's the reason uh, in my book missional small groups and the corresponding free study guide free again study guide at (laughs) 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 mscottborn.org that was saying here are some practices that as a small group we can adopt together yes and how can we begin and i'm not talking about difficult things or these are just learning learning to be in, learning to listen to one another, learning to ask good questions. And you think, how is that a spiritual practice? It's a huge spiritual practice. Yeah. Because if we can't listen to one another, then we are missing out on God's voice through the other person. Yeah. That is, if I can't listen to you and how God wants to edify me through you, then how am I going to be edified like I need to be edified?
1: Yeah. Well, because we think we can do discernment on our own, right? Oh, I can get that. my Bible and I can read it, and discernment will pop.
0: Yeah, and I'm not knocking personal disciplines. I think there's a per, there are, there are personal disciplines. We need that too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, community disciplines or practices yep. that you can do with a, a group of friends and a small group of eight to ten or whatever. And there are co- more corporate practices that you know, as a, a larger community, we can build into our life. Um, uh, but in my tradition, what I grew up with was we well, yeah we talk about private traditions. I yes. mean private practices. Do your devotion, say yeah. your prayers. You know, go through a Bible. study guide. You know, by Beth Moore or, you know, whatever whatever the hot thing might be at the moment. Right. Um, you know, and watch some videos online or whatever it might be. And those are not bad things. Sure. Scripture memorization. But what if we took it to the next level and say, we're going to memorize the scripture as a group? Yes. And then begin to hear how other people hear that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there's a a tradition uh, from the Catholic tradition, uh, a a practice called Lectio Divina. And this is basically a deep reading of scripture. And it's like reading a scripture, the same passage... Like maybe all week long, one scripture all week long, maybe for in a whole month, but reading it each day four times mm-hmm. and listening and you're listening, there's questions to ask after each reading. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's a great discipline to do personally, but what if we said, we're not going to just do this personally, we're as a group, we're going to do this on our own every day, but we're going to come together saying, what did you hear? Hmm. What is God saying to you through this passage? Yeah. You know, and and then we discover God's changing the way I see things, and change, I see this in them, not just what I see in the passage, as a kind of exegetical interpretation strategy, but as a spirit listening strategy of what the what God is doing through the group.
1: Yeah, and I would add one more, uh, especially for Methodists, you know, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper or mm-hmm, communion. Exactly. You know, and the liturgy of it. What did I hear in the liturgy of it? And then the call to repentance and the call to love our neighbor, the call to reconciliation. How right. am I living those things out? Um, and how am I accountable to one another in the group? It, all, it, it forms a very Wesleyan group, but also a group that's not just individualistic about what I'm receiving out of the group. Yes. It's also about what I'm giving to the group, right. and the group needs my input, yes. and, and even more than that, I need the input of others exactly. to, to change and, and correct me, um, so let me ask, let me uh, pull one more thing out, and that, that's our job as leaders, one of the things you say, um, you say this, this, is on page 119 of the book, our job is to learn the art of being with people on the journey to the cross and help them discover what the Spirit is calling them to be and to do. Yes. Right. That, that, that's the, the call. That's the purpose is this presence that we're discerning together, this presence that we're, in a sense, trying to be facilitators of. And as you said earlier, not just sort of mandates or dictators to. Um, so say, if you can, a little more our job as yeah. small group leaders. And then if you can, how we build this into groups, we, we've thought a little bit somewhat ther- theoretical. Mm-hmm. How do we begin to put some of these practices in place for small groups as i think about a, a, a church leader you know they may be hearing us and saying wow this is some great stuff how do i begin to implement this how do i move groups yeah. in this direction
0: well as i uh this is going to be an uh, uh without shame plug uh, i have got a whole chapter on this in my book leading small groups in the way of jesus hmm. um and if, so if you're interested in going further into this that's a great place to start yeah. um and but what I found as a leader, and I'm going to speak to, uh, out of my own experience, is that leading a group was, I've put so much pressure on myself hmm. to make the group work. Yeah. Some kind of, you know, we, would, we prayed for one another and somebody confessed their sin or somebody, you know, was hurting and we gathered around them and we loved on them or, you know, or we had such a great discussion, yada, 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 whatever it could be. Uh, and I, at the end of the group meeting, I was like, "Man, I'm exhausted. Mm. I am so tired. I don't, you know, I don't even want to lead next week. Mm. And I wasn't having any fun with it. And I was like, mm. man, then I just realized I, I realized that I was trying to fix people. Mm. I was trying to be the one who made the group work, and I thought that was my job as a leader to make the group work, to make the meeting work, and I had all these to-do lists. I was trying, you know, do this. Here's the things you do. Call up people during the week. Invite people. All these things that are indicative of great leaders. And then I was like, but I'm not knocking those things. I'm not saying that those resources that teach those things are are ill-advised. They're advising uh, us in wrong directions. What I am saying is that I didn't understand the point of all these habits or whatever it might be that leadership directions. Uh, The point is to point people to the cross, not to point people to you. Amen. Yeah. And point people to Jesus, not point people to me. And, and, and because as soon as I become the one who tries to fix things, I become the hero. Mm -hmm. And, I'm quite honestly, they don't need me to be their hero.
1: <laughs> I ain't cut out for that work.
0: <laughs> I, exactly, I'm not very good at it. Yeah, my wife and my kids make sure I know that. <laughs> yeah, and, and my kids don't need, need me to be their hero, mm. contrary to the, oh, what is often said. Uh, they need me to point them to Jesus. Mm. My wife, and I'm going to, uh, you say, I'm going to put her ahead of myself like Philippians 2. My way of doing that is I need to point her to Jesus, not try to fix her. Mm. And that means it could be that I, she's got. She asked me a question, and I gotta leave it unanswered mm. because I don't know the answer. And even if I did know the answer, she needs to hear it from God, not from me.
1: Mm.
0: And that, and that's what I. in my same principle in all our relationships is like, okay. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer talks about the fact that the most direct route. To ministry to someone is the indirect route. Hmm. If I try to minister someone as if I'm it's me to you, it, as if I think it's direct, I think it's something I'm, I'm making happen, um, then that's actually going to not. I'm never going to reach the person. Hmm. The only way to minister to someone is the indirect way through Christ.
1: Hmm.
0: And only as we minister through Christ and see what Christ is doing in the other person, are we actually able to minister to someone? And that practically means a lot of times keeping our mouth shut.
1: Mm, True.
0: Letting silence just sit there. Yeah. Somebody asks a question and you go, I don't know. Somebody confesses a sin and you go, thank you for sharing that and leaving it there. Hmm. Not trying to build to, on it, not right. to build on it or try to fix them or comfort them. Or sometimes they don't need to be comforted.
1: Mm.
0: Sometimes they just need, in order, they need to be condemned. <laughs> sometimes true. they yeah. say, I'm going to, you're confessing this to God, not to us. We are just God's faces for mm. you. Mm. And we're not, I've, God forgives you, but God needs to speak to you. God needs to transform you. Because a lot of people are, they, they like to confess their sin. They get some attention, right it's kind of like or the the wife whose husband she, she's always praying for her husband, she's always praying for her husband to get saved, and then he gets to get saved, and you now she's no longer happy because <laughs> him not being saved was her way of getting attention mm. and it's kind of say, well, you can't fix that now you mm. might the Lord might say you need to say something." but how do you need to say it? When do you need to say it? How, you know, there are ways to do this. So I'd say, practically speaking, a lot of times this involves silence. Secondly, it involves uh, listening to how the Lord would prompt you to respond and then timing. Cause sometimes the meaning is not the place.
1: Right. And, and perhaps it's more than one person. Exactly. It may not be you.
0: I've, I've, I've got some, someone in a group or I've had someone in a group who's kind of belligerent, and. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to have the conversation with him about shutting it down, letting other people talk, not being so combative, yada, yada. He comes up next week and he's like, I'm learning how to listen to people and listen to other people's perspectives. I was hmm. like, oh my gosh, he's getting it. The spirit works without me. What the heck? He's been, he's been kicked out of four or five small groups, hmm. you know, and this is about this issue. And I'm like, he's getting it. And this is what goes back to what Bonhoeffer says about if I'm going to love someone, I need to learn to pray for them more than I talk to them. Yeah. And I think this is one of the things that the small group, uh, whether you want to call it a movement or a small group uh, ministry in North America has, has failed to get. And this is one of the things I try to emphasize more toward my book at the end of, uh, Missional small, I mean, beyond small groups, but also I'm blogging about this more. Is that in the 1990s when I first got involved with helping churches develop small groups? Prayer was front and center.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, it was part of all our seminars, it was part of, I mean, like extended times of prayer in our seminars. It was, we had trainings on this, and there were conferences on this. And, and, and pastors from all over the country would just come and talk about prayer and small group leadership and leading the church in the groups and community and the need for prayer, all these kinds of things. And you look at the resources that have been developed, including some of mine, until recently, uh, the absence of prayer mm. is phenomenal. Mm. It's just not there
1: Hmm. and
0: i've looked at all the resources go wow and if if somebody wants to shoot me some correction on this and you find you know of some that have please email me or text me or follow me on twitter or facebook and tell tell me where they are because we have basically said all we need are the bones
1: Hmm.
0: if we just get the bones right it's like we're assuming there's a, a level of spirituality and dependence upon upon God to bring life to those bones, but that was not the case in the, in the 1990s when we first started going down this path. Uh, prayer was front and center, and uh, I would say in our small group leadership uh, that we have to we have to understand that. This is something that God has to work in our lives, and we can't make that happen. We can be a facilitator of that, and the biggest way to facilitate that is through prayer.
1: Yeah, that's good. I think that's a good way to to wrap up. You brought us full, full circle there. And I will mention one more thing in your book as you begin to give some practical parts to this. One of the first things you say to do is work from reality. Yeah. And in order to do that, I, I think we do have to spend some time in prayer and in listening yeah. what's really happening. Yeah, yeah. And, and once we begin to diagnose correctly, we then can begin to build correctly.
0: Yeah. And, and right.
1: we build not just on our own wisdom, but as you're pushing us to, we begin to build listening and guided by the Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Every step of the way. And even acknowledging sometimes, oops, didn't hear correctly that time. Yes. <laughs> and, and being okay with it. And I think you give some, um, some opportunity for that. Whereas some people, you know, oh my gosh, this is terrible. You know, no, it's okay. We, yeah. we didn't hear correctly. Like that that happens. Um, let, let's learn from it and, and move on.
0: Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah.
1: So thank you for your work. Um, again, yeah. uh, Beyond Small Groups is the book. You've got many other books you've mentioned. Your blog. You're on Twitter. What's your Twitter? Tell people your Twitter
0: address. Uh, M. Scott Boren. M. S-C-O-T-T-B-O-R-E-N.
1: All right. And so make sure and follow Scott. I rec- highly recommend the book, his blog. I, I did take a look at your blog. I look forward to reading some of those as well. And I hope to have you back another time. We could talk about your, your, your D-Men project and, and about beauty. I'd love to hear more about that. I think that would be very helpful for our listeners. And so Scott, thanks for your time.
0: Look forward to it. Thank you.
1: Well, I hope you Enjoyed uh, this conversation with Scott. Hopefully, it won't be the last time that we have him on the podcast. We've we've talked about uh, working together on some things. So I look forward to working with him in the future. Uh, just some follow up thoughts. Um, I really like uh, his emphasis on relationships and trust in small groups and how important that is, and how we can get too caught up in the details. And I know that's that's certainly something uh, where I fall into and want to get caught up in the structures and. Um, and get lost in the weeds of that instead of listening for where's God at work and what we're doing, and then how do we build the structure around that. Uh, so I appreciate his, his push on that. I also liked when he talked about not deciding to be missional. We don't just decide to do it. We've got to be formed in that way of life, and appreciate his emphasis on practices and how we as uh, individuals and in groups need to make sure and find practices that help us grow habits that then help us um, growing our character. That's def- definitely something Steve Manscar, when he was co-host of this, definitely pushed that emphasis as well. So I appreciate him, Scott, lifting that up as well. So again, we appreciate interaction. We appreciate your comments, your feedback on iTunes and other places for, for where you get your podcast. I hope you'll email me su- suggestions, comments, any feedback you have. You can find me on Twitter at UMC Adult Form for adult formation and at Rev Scott's Tweets. Um, You can also find more information in my email as well on our website, umcdiscipleship.org, where you can find a whole host of other resources for your ministry. So we look forward to continuing to be in ministry with you. And so until next time, peace.
0: Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.